You're listening to the two dumb users. Mm, do you like pickles? Mm, I love pickles, they're so good. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, good morning. It is Sunday morning. This is the Two Dumb Yinzers, and this is episode 360. I have all kind of things going on here so far. I can't hear Mike. Mike's, Mike, talk to me. I, I can't hear you, man. You plugged in or you switched on? I'm on, baby. I'm there on. we go. No, there you go. I heard okay, that. I don't know what's on. Like, I was over here making fun of Derpy, and no one talked to me, so I figured I, I went too <laughs> far, but apparently I just heard me. You're uh yeah you, you can hear you now. Derpy's in rare form. I just want you to hold that. Hold that. I'm in ranch form right now. Like I didn't even I didn't even say anything. I got on and this is Derpy was mid sentence. Like, uh, uh, maybe I should unmute Derpy when he when he's in his thing. I, I should listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, everybody. This is Sunday. This is the show. This is episode three sixty. Uh, three sixty, Mike. 360 brother 360. Xbox 360 perfect circle is what it is i think derpy's just upset because he went to see the barbie movie and it ended up not being as good as he thought it was going to be or perhaps ken had a wiener or side i don't know what the deal is but derpy is in a, is in rare form i say he should have went and see derp or he should went to go see oppenheimer instead of barbie but uh you know you're, derpy don't listen i didn't even see either you're supposed to go see both you go it's barbie heimer you watch barbie and then I you go watch oppenheimer you gotta watch them both boys it's the summer of last summer was the summer of so. top gun this is the summer of barbie heimer you have to watch them both what's the deal with this barbie it's you know it's it's huge. It's huge everywhere you go. It's Barbie. It's, yeah, everyone's loving it. I, I'll probably like when it comes out on streaming. I'll watch them both, but I'm not going to the movies. I, I hate people. I hate being around people. So why'd I go watch a movie in the theater? I sure as hell wouldn't go see uh, Barbie. I could tell you that. Oh, I go see a whole. Yeah, I go see Barbie. Hell yeah, yeah. Margot no. Robbie. Hell yeah. I'm good on that. Yeah, you're, um, you're, you're lame. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make my way down to Picklesburg. Been on the Picklesburg. I see a lot of people made their way down to Picklesburg this week. Uh, a couple things to do in town here, I guess. Uh, the, while the pirates are out of town, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna knock these pirates out. That way, I could get the Derpy. Derpy has a lot to say. Derpy is on fire. I'm ready to rant. Uh, so just, just keep it keep it together, Derpy. Give us a few minutes. I'm trying. I'm trying because I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna. Hold on, just hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna Pirates go off. Get their third. Was it their third win? Fourth win, third or fourth win in July? Fourth. Who's, who's keeping track? Uh Pirates win this game three nothing yesterday over the Anaheim, California, Los Angeles Angels. You know, what I find intriguing about this matchup is you have you know the, the MVP leading candidate giving up four home runs to, to the same team for the first time ever. O'Shaughnessy, of course, I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And then last night, you see O'Shaughnessy go 0 for 4 at the plate with three strikeouts. This is what the Pirates do. This is what the team, <laughs> teams like the Pirates do. <laughs> they, they suck. That's good baseball. They, they, they don't do anything good. But if there's just these these weird little things, like come and hit four home runs off a guy that never given up four home runs in a yeah. game. Or strike this guy out three. These are the kind of things that the Pirates do. These are the kinds of things I've come accustomed to knowing that the Pirates do. 
And you know what? They're fun when it happens. You know, it's like, oh, look at that. We, uh, you know, we, we whiffed this guy three times. Uh, we hit four home runs. You know, we had two guys. We had a guy hit two home runs off him. So, again, you know, th- this is the kind of things you have to look forward to if you're a Pirates fan. It isn't the normal baseball things that you look forward to, like playoffs, pennants, World Series, you know, things like that. Um, so if you're enjoying that part, that aspect of it, then you know what? You're, you're doing the right thing as far as pirate baseball. And that's what it is. That's all it is, is, is being the spoiler for people that are actually successful. That's yeah. That's about all we have left as pirate fans is who, who can we, what superstar can we make look bad for a day? And they, yeah, that's what we do. And it's fun. It's like a pirate. That's what a pirate would do. Like a pirate would be disruptive and just yeah. F up your day. And you're just sailing the, the, the seas and, you know, they, they come on your boat and, you know, you know, they're pirates. Yeah, they're pirates. Why is all the rum gone? Where's all the rum gone? Well, and here, here's one thing that got me about this game, guys. Uh, they, they, they pitched an opener. And I never seen this. And apparently this is something that, that's been done a long time ago. And they used to do a lot. They would throw an opener. Now, this an Ryan opener? Berducki, Ryan Berducki, he threw for one and two third innings. You mean we pitched it? We started with a reliever. Yeah, and then they brought Bido in here. Hold on. Pay, pay. Okay. Got, no, no, no. Pitching Bear an with opener. Me. That made, I made no sense. I was trying to. Yeah, he's just an sense. opener. That's what they called him. It was an opening pitcher. He pitched one and two thirds. He struck th- three guys huh. out, three of the five guys huh. that he faced That's out. That's not bad. No uh, hits, no earned runs, no walks, no nothing. Just one and, a, one and two third innings, three Ks. And then they bring in Bido, who was starting, you know, games prior to this. Yeah. So they bring him in kind of like the secondary starter. Yeah, I, I've never seen this. Again, this is something new that I'm learning. They threw an opener is what they kept calling them. And then they bring Bido, and he throws three innings, gives up four hits, no one runs, a walk, and has, uh, gives, gets three Ks. But uh, I, I, I've never seen this either. There's so many things during this particular series here with the Angels that I'm learning about baseball. I've seen it before where, like, a team has done that, like, take a relief pitcher and have them start a couple. But, yeah, it's been, it's been a while since I've seen it. It took me a while, a minute to figure out what we were talking about. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I think it had to been like five years ago. Maybe I saw it. It was like a freak thing. But I don't know. You never know with baseball and all their analytics and everything. It might be might, might be uh, more common now than it was before. But, my God, it's been forever. I could honestly I say I've never seen it. And if I have, I don't recall. Uh, the Pirates say, do not move an inch. <laughs> They're still in the basement in this division. <laughs> 11 and a half games out. Uh, they do play the rubber batch game today. Now, here's the thing, guys. They win yesterday. Let's just say, let's just say, let's just say they could win today. And then they go and play San Diego. This is, you know, the closest thing to hope that we have. I mean, mm-hmm. let's say that they win today. That'll be two in a row. And then you go to San Diego, who's like, they're a pretty bad team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not really putting us above them, but, you know, in, in a way, I guess you, you could count on some wins in this series, hopefully. But, uh, you know, th- this might be the closest thing that we have to hope for the rest of the season. As Derby mentioned yesterday, the, the schedule for, through August is looking tough. I uh, don't see many great things happening. Uh, Andy Rodriguez hits his first home run. I thought it was sec- his second, but it was his first home run yeah, last night. First home run. It was nice seeing him. He's the youngest pitcher since 1997 to be the youngest catcher to hit a home run for the Pirates in 97. It was uh, Jason Kendall, of course. But Andy Rodriguez, he looks very, very confident and calm behind the plate. He was out there doing some uh, Austin Hedges things and directing the, you know, pitchers and framing and doing all these great things that Austin Hedges does. He was was all fired up there at the end. 
He uh, was it, out with a bed nar, man. He just pounding the glove, yeah. hyping him up. It, it was it was nice to see. I think you could kiss Austin Hedges' ass goodbye. I really do. Oh God, I hope so. I don't think it could have came. Some here's the thing about Austin Hedges, and I, and I know you're not supposed to do this, but I watched a thing the other day, and it was on the channel that they play the pirate games and they do these, these little specials. He's like a really great guy. They go to like these African villages that you have to get, you have to walk like three days through tribal forests and shit to get to. And they take these people food and water and stuff that they don't have. I mean, they clean, they, they, they drink shit water. I mean, straight up mud water in some of these villages in Austin Hedges and his, his family and his people, they, they go there and they walk for miles and days and they take them. I mean, it's really cool stuff, but again, he can stay a baseball there. player. Yeah. I mean, you he know, can stay there. That's what you're good at. You're good at helping. Go do, yeah. Go do humanitarian work. Stay away from the diamond, because yeah. my God, you are useless there. But um, really cool stuff I've seen from him. Henry Davis is uh, he's getting a reputation because he is now starting to get intentionally walked to get to other batters that are behind him. Uh, this kid, he is the real deal. I like I like watching all these young kids. It's a lot of fun between Endy and, and um, Davis. Troyolo finally, mm. Mike, he finally does not get a hit in the game. Bum, bum, get rid of him. Send him back down to the minors. He is the first Pirate to have 13, a 13 game hitting streak somewhere within his first 18 games ever. Yeah, it was an insane stat. Uh, quite impressive. Um, big stacks, big stacks. Must have heard me yesterday. He came out and had a big night. He went two for five. He had one run and one RBI. About time he did something. And this, this is your big dog. This, this is the guy that yeah. other teams are supposed to be afraid of. This is big stacks, Brian Reynolds. No, they're more afraid of Henry Davis. You know what? Rightfully so. They should be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jack Sawinski, he is not going to probably, he probably won't be starting today. They, they face a lefty in the southpaw, Tyler Anderson. Again, the rubber match today is at 407. Tyler Anderson, four and two with a 5.170 RA and 73 Ks on the season. Facing off against Mitch Keller, who's nine and five, the all star with a 3.73 ERA and 130, 130 strikeouts. Um, Let me tell you a couple things about Jack Sawinski. Jack Sawinski, the uh, amount of at-bats needed to get the 39 home runs, which he has in his career right now, has been 587. He needed 587 mm-hmm. at-bats to get 39 home runs. Barry Bonds, and I'm not comparing him to Barry Bonds. Don't get me, but I just want to give you these numbers. 587 at-bats is what it took Jack. Barry Bonds, it took 920. 920 at bats to get the uh, 39 home runs. Am I saying that Jack Sawinski is going to be the all-time home run leader? I'm not at all. I'm just saying if you, you look at things in perspective, that's a pretty wild number. Yeah, it's a wild stat too, but you also have to think uh, Bonds at that time, he was more of an all-round player. He hit it for average. He hit for power. He'd steal bases. He was, what, the first 30-30 guy in the league. And, you, you know, the league's different now. The ball is more livelier now, and people are more – going for home runs but but you know what i'm not taking anything away from zawinski that, that's impressive when you I, when you have anything better than than one of the greatest players of all time that's you know that's a nice yeah. tip of the cap and uh i, I knew you were gonna go there so i did no, i wasn't trying to go no, i wasn't no, trying no, to be negative about it no, i did no. get uh, a more well-rounded jack zawinski <laughs> some numbers uh yeah. also most chances without an error in center field nice. all time all time by the pirates 
208 by Kenny Lofton in 2003. In, two, in 1972, Roberto Clemente is in third place with 204. And in second place on the Pirates' all-time list, most chances without an error in a season, all-time, Jack Sawinski drops it, falls in at number two with 206. Now that right there, fielding is fielding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, but uh yeah you know you're you're up with roberto you know, clemente, clemente Where, where's and, everybody else over the years you yeah, know clemente uh kenny lofton kenny lofton, lofton. What, what's no slouch as a defender so yeah that's really really good company and you know don't get me wrong he doesn't light up the screen when you're watching the you're watching the game you're not sitting yeah. there going oh here comes kenny or here comes jack Sawinski. He he's very quiet at what he does he's put up yeah. you know 20 home runs this season and you, you don't hear about it he has all these all these um chances in the outfield with no errors yeah. you don't hear about it he, he's uh he, he's quiet he's under the radar yeah. right? that's what i kind of like about jack sawinski and he's you know he's working his way up the stat charts by doing it very quietly yeah i think like in the pirates is the perfect team for him for him to be on because like on a really good team a really competitive team he'd be a bench player he wouldn't be getting these chances because you know like you, you know, like we say man hit his batting against left-handed pitching is bad, but here in the pirates, you know, we, you know, we can afford to, to even throw him out there occasionally against lefties. We're on a good team. He would be buried. He might be like the DH against right-handed pitching only. He wouldn't be a, have a chance to play out in the field. So at least here in the buck on the bucks, man, he's able to showcase his ability. And, you know, uh, this might be like the best team for him to be on is on one of these bad teams. Right. He can go out more or less every, every day and play. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. But I do have a feeling though, if he can ever figure out left-handed hitting, teams will be kicking down the doors to get to get this kid. Yeah. Again, he goes up against Tyler Anderson today, who is a southpaw. So I'm sure, I'm sure he won't be getting the start, but you might see him late. Of course, that's what the pirates been doing lately. They won't start him against the lefty, but later in the game when you're Bring facing those right-handed yep. uh relievers, it's a lot of times when you will see Jack Sawinski show up in this situation. So I, you know what, a, a big win today would be nice. Again, though, you know, once, as I said earlier, once you get so far back in the division, as we are right now at 11 half games, it's so hard to get back into it because not only do you have to win all the games that you have to win, you're going to need four teams ahead of you to lose mm-hmm. a lot of times on days that you win, you know, in order for this to all fall into place for you as a baseball team. And, and, and you know, as, as we've seen, this Pittsburgh Pirates team is anything but impressive at this point. Uh, you know, so at this point we have not, or five days, I'm sorry, five days till football camp starts, 19 days to our first preseason game and 49 days before we play the 49ers. So it's, it's not going to be too much parts, too much longer. I'm fine with that. I think everybody else is fine with that. Nobody is, uh, nobody's fighting and screaming to keep these guys around longer than we have to. I don't think, uh, Kenny Lofton was, yeah, uh, P on the board. How are you doing this morning, sir? Kenny Lofton was one of my favorite man. He, he was so fast. I love this guy. When he ran, it looked like he was gliding. I like I like these guys that are like this. Yeah, and he was part of that great, great Indians team back in the day. I hated them because they were from Cleveland, but my God, how could he the not? The '97 team. Yeah, I I had so many good players on that team. Derpy, were you were you you weren't even uh, I don't know you were probably still shitting yourself. How old was you in '97 when the Indians were playing though? Who was it? The Marlins in the World Series. I was one years old. You were one years old. Yep. What a, what a, what a year that must have been. First the Cleveland Indians, then Derpy. <laughs> All I know, 
is that it was a pain, pain, painful loss in 97. Yeah. Worse I, than 16. Was it really? Was it? Yeah. Was it? Why was it? Even why though we it? were up 3-1 in 16, we were one strike away, and then the Marlins came back and won it. I remember being at the hospital for some reason in the waiting room watching this World Series, the one in 97. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, they were, it was a good one, man. They lost to the Marlins in that one, and then they lost to the Cubs in the, the 16, correct? Yeah. And look at this team, though. At least they're getting to the World Series. What are we doing? Fair. We're doing nothing. That's why you have the Steelers, though. We do have the Steelers. And you know what? There's no better time to jump ship from the Pirates and start talking a little bit about the Steelers. Um, before, I, before I let Derpy really take off, because he, he was he – was, uh, Oh, he's on a roll. I was wound up. <laughs> rare form before the show started. I want to ask you guys this. I, everywhere that I'm looking on uh, social media, anybody who's talking about the Steelers, anybody who's talking about how the season might go, I'm hearing a lot about Cam Hayward deserves to win a Super Bowl so bad. Cam Hayward deserves to win he this. He does. They need to win it for Cam. Why? I'm, Why? I'll go to both of you. Go to Why Derpy is first. it that Cam Hayward deserves to win the Super Bowl so much, Mike? No, no start with Derby. Start with Derby. Uh, Derby go ahead. He's the vet in the room. He, he what? He's the vet in the room. What, what, what does that mean, though? Just because he's a veteran, he deserves the Super Bowl? Yeah. So for a guy in his career in playoffs, seven games played, who has – oh, I'm sorry. He has 13 tackles in seven games. How is that – in games that matter, in games that are on the line, he has 13 tackles in one sack in the playoffs when it matters most. If he deserves a, a Super Bowl, those numbers would be a whole hell of a lot higher. He would be the one out there making a difference game in and game out in those playoff games. And he's not. He fades. When the light shines brightest, Cam Hayward shrinks. No, he recedes from the bright lights on the biggest stage of the game. No, he does not deserve a Super Bowl. You know, remember that year we lost against, uh, who was it, the Jack Jacksonville? They ran up and down that defensive line. That front seven couldn't do anything. Him and Stephon. So you don't Tumor want them were, to win a Super Bowl? I want them to win. Oh, but he's very odd he, like this. So then, but, but you're saying he deserves a Super Bowl? He he's does like not. Tenth, I want my team to win, but saying he deserves it. They need to go out there and win it for him. No, Jerome Bettis deserved a Super Bowl because he showed up yeah, every single play game. Yeah, he's in the same position regardless of he doesn't, if he but doesn't he's show not, up. He doesn't show up in the playoffs. Seven games, 13 tackles, one sack. How is that showing up when the, when the games matter the most to say you deserve one? When you show up the most in the playoffs. Can you, you do put, you put 13 up tackles and one sack? Am I a defensive? Am I, am, I, am I an NFL player? No. Is that my job? No. That is not my job. That is his job. He should be putting up those numbers. That is a stupid argument. That's like me saying, oh, this isn't your job, but you should be able to go to this job and do it. No, no, that's his job. He should be showing up in the best moment, and he can't. He can't hack it under the pressure. So, no, he doesn't deserve it. Derby. He doesn't deserve it. That's for not winning a Super Bowl, folks. How, how does that make sense? Derpy. How, what? That makes no sense. I want my team to win the Super Bowl, but saying we we have to win it for Cam. No, Jerome Bettis deserved the Super Bowl. He showed up in the playoffs. Cam Hayward does not show up in the playoffs. I don't understand how you don't understand that. that. One of them showed up. 
One of them know. showed up and played and made key plays. I can't even remember the last playoff game we yeah. were in. I mean, we got to get to the playoffs before we exactly, exactly. Uh, last playoff, last playoffs we were in, he had oh, he had four tackles. That's yeah, all. Nothing. Defensive nothing. tackle. I mean, that's you know. That's no, how so, bad that game turned out, though. I think that you should. Uh, com- we could compare that to maybe other defensive tackles and see. I I don't know. No, no. Four he tackles had... for for a defensive tackle to me sounds like a lot of tackles in a, in a game. Wow. So he had one good playoff game. This guy does not do anything in his career in the playoffs whatsoever. He disappears completely. Derby, do you agree with this? Do you agree with what Mike's saying? Absolutely not. And uh, you feel that this team should, uh, they deserve to win it for Cam, or Cam Hayward deserves to win it. And uh... for how long he's been there? Okay. Oh, That's so if he doesn't show up or not, so, how, so, how long the, he's been so there? their lifetime, so their lifetime achievement awards now. So you just play long enough, you you deserve one. Not that the effort that you put in when the games matter the most. It's just you, you've been there long enough. You you deserve one. All right. That's both sides. Um, you know, of course, as always, let the listeners form their own opinion off of that. Uh, real quick, jumping back to the board piece, said no one had even heard of the Marlins in 97. You know what? It, it, that is so true. Yeah. I remember when that was going on. I remember thinking to myself, the Marlins? Really? Why um, you got to bring it up? And they were always, they were always, uh, or of course they were a nineties team. They came the same year as the Rockies. I, I could recall. And, uh, it was strange. It was strange to see the Marlins in that quick, uh, another Pittsburgh Steeler question I have for you guys. I want you to break it down for me. Top to bottom AFC North. What's the, what's the division going to look like when the final whistle blows after week 18, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Give me your order, starting from the, the team that's going to win the division to the team that's going to finish in the bottom. Derpy, what do you think? This is a biased take, but Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Browns. Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Browns. Right, yeah, Mike, what do you think, man? Uh, Bengals, um, mm-hmm. hmm. Ravens. He, you, they have a running back. They have a quarterback, Derpy. They have a running back. They they have a quarterback, a short arm running back. They, they, they have a quarterback. He's a quarterback. And, All right, and MVP number three quarterback. You know what? You know what? Back. Screw it. Screw it. Derpy wants to be this way. I'm going to be this way. The Browns and then the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, you kind of get canceled, Mike. No, he's fine. This is <laughs> just Mike. You're, you're finally oh, meeting Mike. Steeler is... fans don't. I I don't care what Steeler fans think about me. <laughs> Mike is the worst Steeler fan I've ever met. I could, I, I could I, honestly I, say that. Because I look at things from a logical no, you perspective. Don't. You, you, yes, I do. You, what yes, you I do, do is you take I what somebody do. else says and you take no, the total opposite no, 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 argument. No, no, because no, there now, are, Tell me you don't do that. Tell me no, you don't do that. No, because there, there, there's a thing amongst every fandom. It's like, oh, you have to like this guy and you have to hate this guy. No, I don't. If I like this guy, I'm going to like them guys. Mike, if I hate he's this his guy, own man. There you go, everybody. We learned something today. Mike is his own. I, I don't follow the trend of, oh, this guy sucks. We, you know, everyone says he sucks. So he has to suck. No, I want to look into if it's true or not. There you go. My pick is I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers are tough enough to win this division. However, I think Cincinnati wins the division maybe by about two games. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, in second, Baltimore third, Cleveland fourth is my uh, is my prediction. People, as I, as, I, as I was saying, are getting really crazy right now. These predictions and things that are being said on the internet, I think people are just running out of things to say. They're, they're talking craziness. 
But uh, again, that's why they play the game. So here we go. We got uh, the season, regular season coming in 49 days, guys. The 49 days we play the 49ers. Um, check this interesting statistic out I got about Steeler quarterbacks. Check this out. The first Pittsburgh quarterback to throw for 400-plus yards in a game back in 1958 was Bobby Lane, okay? Bobby Lane back in <laughs> 1958. The next quarterback to throw 400-plus in a game was Tommy Maddox in 2002. How about that? Isn't that something? Considering that, that uh, Terry Bradshaw, the Hall of Famer, played for quite some time in Pittsburgh. Cordell Stewart had an amazing you know, uh, little section of a career here in Pittsburgh. But the very next person who came and, and threw for 400-plus after Bobby Lane in 1958 was Tommy Maddox, 2002. Tommy, Tommy Machine Gun Maddox, baby. XFL MVP. Oh, geez, remember Tommy Maddox. You probably, yeah, you would have been still, you would have been in kindergarten, maybe. I remember Tommy Maddox. I remember Plexico Burris, Antoine Randall L. Uh, Derpy, as I came on today, you were mid sentence. You were going on and on about uh, one of our receivers. Now is your time. Let it out. Release it. We're not going to respond. We're not going to, I don't want to interfere. I want you to, to let it all out and tell oh, us you, how you bro. feel about this particular receiver. Mike, you may hate me. You may mute me, but... No, I'm not going to mute you. I'm going to let you go. I'm not going to mute you. He already hates you, so... No, I'm just I know kidding. he does. He does not hate The you. man thinks Joey Porter is the greatest corner ever. All right, all right, Did so... I... Oh, mm, all right, mm. so this receiver just wait. Just wait. is wait. the, the one and only Deontay Johnson. What do you, what do you think about Deontay Johnson, Derby? When I come on to the show today, before we started recording, you were a firework. I was a firework. I was in discussion on, you know, social media with multiple fans. Mm-hmm. And I commented basically if he doesn't score a touchdown before the deadline, we should trade. And I got all. Terrible replies. So you were saying that if he doesn't score a touchdown by the trade deadline, deadline, the Steelers should trade him away, and the people in response were disagreeing. They were saying that that shouldn't be the case. Yes. And this upset you? Yes, because of how many Hall of Famer receivers we've had. Um, He hasn't done a thing. He didn't do a thing last year at all besides, you know, get yards and then run five yards back. And then this is what you were saying. This is what you were we were saying back to them. The inconsistency. Why I'm I'm mad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And many, you know, fans are mad at DJ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he's our best receiver, why doesn't he have a single touchdown? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know what? In all fairness, I want to see this whole crew of receivers step up this year. I want to, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't supposed to intervene. I'm just saying he should be on the hot seat and the Steelers should consider it if he does not score a touchdown. I'm not well, saying to go through Let me ask you this, Derby. Why do you think on the that, hot seat, though. Why do you think that he's not? Do you think it's too soon? Do you think maybe that that's a fair enough assessment as to say, let's wait to the trade deadline and take a look at it and see where he's at then? Why, why do you think that he's already not on the hot seat? Why do you think that this past offseason, you know, there wasn't talks of him being dealt? Why? Why do you think to this point there's still debate, Derby? I think there's a little biased. 
within how he played with Ben. Okay. Yeah, with Ben, uh, real quick, he had over 2,700 yards his first three years and 27 touchdowns. Those are uh, really good numbers. And whenever I'm just saying. So you want to trade away? In the hot seat and maybe see what you can get. What do you think? What do you think? Take a spot. I don't know. If you if you trade if you trade him from this if you trade him now from this current from this current group because you're not and he doesn't gonna, deserve that money who, who do you who's gonna oh well for the the league average says you know for what he did for 2700 yards or yeah the league said you know that's his his contract is what that's what he should that's what he was worth that that is the league average for that type of production coming out that early so if, if well, we trade the, him who were who were who were who are we going to i wonder what the money production is for what you know the production he had last year if he never came off of the 2,700 yards and came in and had that season, wonder what people would say. That well, would, they would. would so if worth. he just had that one season as a rookie year, let's say that was his rookie year, 882 yards catches on it, 882 yards and 86 receptions, no touchdowns. They would say, wow, he, that's a lot of potential right there. There's, you can see the potential there. Yeah, I didn't say it. I mean, I am, I'm not disputing you. I, I know the, I know the numbers, but I'm just saying I, there was never a point during last season where I thought to myself, yeah, but there. Don't get me wrong. There was a couple of times I did cheer for him when he made some catches, and you know what? I want him to all catch. Uh, again, this is just Derpy's um, Derpy's take. Aggravation. Derpy's aggravation, which is fine. Um, we do have to start to wrap things up here shortly, guys. I do want to say the Pittsburgh Riverhounds took an L yesterday. They took an L. They finally took an L. You want to know when the last time they lost was, Mike? April was that? 22nd was the last time the Pittsburgh Riverhounds lost. April 22nd. They take a loss to Charleston wow. yesterday, 3-1. to one. Their next game is on Wednesday against the Indy 11, which is on the CW and ESPN+. Mike, why don't you go tell everybody about the website, man? TwoDumbInjures.com. Everything you need for us is over there. There's more links. Um, my God. For us, especially Chicago. Check out that Spotify one. Every single episode we have ever done is on there. Um, if you're there, check out the merch store. We definitely have the uh, Bob Nothing merchandise. Show your displeasure. Pittsburgh Pirates. I like on the board, he says the uh, great Tommy Maddox didn't even need to wear a helmet with that hair. That was amazing. That thing was a thing of beauty. I always like Maddox. It, it, uh, everyone's out there. They're all big and strong looking. And he had those, those noodle arms that just kind of hung from his shoulder yeah. pads and he had like the, the chin underneath there and Maddox. He was he was a specimen. Uh, we're gonna the last day of our Angels trivia today. We will be moving on to San Diego tomorrow. So again, this is who the Pirates are playing. This is the trivia we're going with. Today is a California, Anaheim, Los Angeles Angels question. Guys, are you ready for this? I am ready. All right. Derpy, you ready? Pull Let's yourself go. together. There we go. All right. Here we go. The youngest, who was the youngest player in MLB history to reach 100 home runs and 100 stolen bases? I'm looking for the youngest player in MLB history to reach 100 home runs and 100 stolen bases. You got to remember, guys, this is an Angels question. So think about that for a minute. In the meantime, we are we're live every day, Monday through Sunday, seven days a week, every week. We are live right here. You can check us out. And the show that we do live every day, we upload over on Spotify at 8 p.m. 
every day. So if you just want to, uh, you just have a chance to put it on in the car, maybe put some earbuds in while you're at the gym, whatever your case may be, it's uh, we're readily available. As I said, right here live every day in the uh, same exact episode gets uploaded over on Spotify and podcast form at 8 p.m. every day. Check it out. Yeah, Pete, yeah, you should have went and saw Barbie. I, I'm thinking Oppenheimer. You know, think about this Oppenheimer. I don't even know what it is, but everybody is saying, go see Oppenheimer. It's just like a bunch of dudes sitting around in the room talking. Mm, I don't care for that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. All right, guys. So the that's, trivia yeah. trivia of the day on the board piece is Mike Trout. That, so that's, just my guess, that's my guess as well. All right. Let me, let me repeat the question. Remind our listeners what it is. Who was the youngest player in MLB history to reach 100 home runs and 100 stolen bases? P on the board says Mike Trout. He's just guessing. Mike, um, he also says Mike Trout. Derby, what do you think? Who do you think was the youngest player in MLB history to reach 100 homers and 100 stolen bases? Michael Trout. Mike Trout. So all three of you guys, this is uh, pretty easy as far as you guys are concerned. So let me go ahead and lock you in. All right, there we go. You guys are locked in. What would be like Bonds? On Mike Trout. Here we go. Who was the youngest player in MLB history to reach 100 home runs and 100 stolen bases? Everybody said Mike Trout. Everybody. Not Mike Trout. The answer, of course, is Mike Trout. Good job, guys. Good job. Oh, boys. He still has no clutch gene. (laughs) <laughs> yeah p i don't think they're showing oppenheimer in japan <laughs> good call good call so there you have a good job fellas as always mike trout was the answer uh mike before we take off for the day do you have anything to leave us with yes um baltimore's uh running back has thrown for 101 touchdowns and only 38 interceptions in one year. He was 36. I think they're all against the Steelers, all of them interceptions. <laughs> so, yeah, Derpy, that, that's not bad for a running back. I would take that running back on my team any day of the week. Better Derpy. than seven and nine. <laughs> Just saying. See, now you're crazy. Why, why, why do you always do this at the very end? Because you know I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I'm still talking why, about my guy. That's why I do it. Just to get a reaction out of you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Derpy, what do you got, man? I'm going to end off on uh, something Yinzers may know. Okay. I'm a special document, Terry. All right. This is referring to the Steelers. Put yourself in this difficult situation. You're a professional football player. Your team is on the road. And your team bus has just arrived outside Pittsburgh's Hinefield Accenture Stadium. There are 31 teams in the NFL. Then there are the Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go. All right, do the punchline now. But um. <laughs> oh my god. All right. I mean, that's all I got. I mean, I just hey. Sorry. Right, I just so missed the old swag, okay? All right. The old swag was good. I get it. All right. All right, Derby. Relax. And it seems like it could be coming back this year. I like it. I feel I'm feeling really good about this team. I, I think that um I that was cringe, and I understand. I'm sorry. It's all right. Hey. <laughs> Tim Tebow could have been a Hall of Famer. <laughs> 
See, this is what I'm saying. All the all the crazy stuff comes out now. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. How many? How long did Tim Tebow even play? He was like Johnny Manziel. He was only in the league for a couple of years, wasn't he? <laughs> Anybody? No. I have no idea. No. I'm not looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, me either. All I think I said enough. I said enough today. 101 touchdowns to, to 32 show. picks, Derby. That's all I know. I'll take that running back any day of the week. I wouldn't want him. I'm happy with what we have. I wouldn't want this guy. He gets hurt often, and he can't play the Steelers well. That's why. Well, I if he was on him. the Steelers, he would have to play the Steelers. Yeah, exactly. So I, 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 I know <laughs> the kind of guys. I know that. All I'm saying, hey, that's all right. I don't want him. You could have him. Um, but hey, we do have to take off. We would appreciate everybody for checking us out. We thank everyone. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, for Derpy, Mike, myself, the two dummies. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Let's go, Steelers. Let's go. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>